Welcome to Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko here on Community Roundup. I am the Communications Coordinator and Community Outreach Coordinator for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are here each Sunday, uh, the second Sunday of each month, to share something new and exciting about the district. Thank you, thank you to Alpha Media for allowing us the opportunity to be a part of the show. Our show is produced by my dedicated student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns are Danica Palmasheim, Raymond Ruiz, and on the board, Ms. Cynthia Alburez. Hi, Cynthia. Hi. How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for being here every week and yeah. doing this for us. You're doing a great job. If you like what you hear, I will share information on how to hear more by subscribing to our podcast at the end of this segment. And today, I'm very pleased to welcome our Director of Extended Learning Opportunities Program, Amber Gascoigne. Welcome. Hi, thank you. And you've been here before, and we'll get into that a little bit because you're, you're not a newbie to Palm no, Springs Unified. You are not. relatively new <laughs> in this position. So for those who don't know you, uh, how long have you been with us and in what capacities? So I taught at Catherine Finchie Elementary School for six years and then took a two-year break and went up to Northern California and taught there for two years and missed PSUSD so much that I came back in 2015 and had the honor of being the principal and the AP and then the principal at Cabot Yerksa Elementary in Desert Hot Springs for the last seven years. Wow, it goes fast, doesn't it? It does. Looking it really back on does. it, it definitely does. But you're... you're an institution in our district really so um you are now did i get the title right director of extended learning expanded learning expanded expanded learning correct correct me again if i get it wrong no worries expanded learning opportunity so um it's kind of a new addition in the state of california and of course in palm springs unified so give us an overview of what this is all about yeah, so the governor uh, really put a ton of money towards expanded learning opportunities across the state and really targeting kids who needed more opportunities, whether it be academics or enrichment. So our focus is to take that money and give our children and our students more experiences. So looking how to uh, stimulate them really outside of the classroom and get them more engrossed in things that are going on in the everyday life so that they can hopefully translate that back into finding a love for learning in the classroom and just being motivated, motivated to show up every day, right. motivated to do well academically and really succeed in life. And you know, that's that I've talked about this on recent shows and one of them was, um, uh, I don't remember if it, ha if it either has aired or it hasn't aired yet, but I think it might've been the, uh, no, actually it's the November show. We recorded it already. The end of November, I always have, uh, Barbara Anglin comes mm -hmm. on once a month and she brought on, um, Michael Nickerson Rossi yep. and Chad Ortiz, I think is uh, his name. There's something know. with an O. Yeah. I think it's Chad Ortiz and they're from the Michael, um, Nickerson Rossi mm -hmm. dance. And they, they mentioned that they were part of the, um, expanded learning program and uh hasn't quite started yet but will soon and we we talked about this about engagement and about you know like that's that's really what our in addition to getting um some skills if for a career that you would like to pursue that's the whole idea of our career academies mm -hmm. is you know what let's make everything relevant for our kids and give them something 
that makes them want to come to school. Yeah, and I think it's also important just to give them exposure to different areas too because Absolutely. You know, in the valley as beautiful as it is, there's a lot of things that don't exist here that exist outside of the valley. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that kids have opportunities to see different things, learn about different things so that that can carry them forward no matter what path they choose. Right. So you, I know you're um only been in this position like 4 or 5 months, so you're still you know, getting your, your sea legs and everything. But what are some of the opportunities that we either have or will have for our kids? So we're going to rotate things on, uh, based on kind of like the trimester. So Mm -hmm. in the first session or in each of the three sessions throughout the year, we're going to be running cooking clubs, um, at the elementary and middle schools. We'll be running a dance program, like you said, partnering with Nickerson Rossi, and then also doing, um, art projects through Moxie Box. And so each of the cities, as I'll deem them, will get a chance at all three of those experiences. So in the fall session, we have um, dance that's taking place uh, for all of the Desert Hot Springs schools. And so we're partnering up with our Ed Wensloff campus and bringing the students to the campus in order to let them do their practicing there because it's a bigger space. Mm -hmm. And then we'll be hosting a final performance up at Desert Hot Springs High School in December so that they can showcase all of the things that they've learned. Um, we have a male and female dancer that are coming in with various backgrounds and different styles of dancing. So it's not just your typical ballet and some of the, the, what we're used to thinking that dances, but really giving them exposure to different types of dance so that kids can have different opportunities. And then we partnered with Lift Enrichment and they are providing local chefs that are coming in and doing hands-on cooking with the kids. Um, theirs is a little bit different, which I appreciate because they don't use an open flame. So it gives us a little bit more flexibility in what space we can use. So they use, um, just a skillet and they teach, they bring in all of the materials, they bring in fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, and they give the kids lessons on how to cut appropriately and give them nutritional value behind all of these different foods. And every week they get to make a new food item that they can enjoy. But they're not actually cooking it. They aren't. The chef kind of stands in the middle. They get to do all the chopping and the prepping, and then they put it on the skillet, and they get to watch it kind of come to be and and form into this beautiful creation that uh, they've never had a chance to do before. Wait, but how do they... So is it like an electric Mm -hmm. skillet? Okay. So they are cooking it. They are. The teacher, the instructor is cooking it. The chef is there, and they get to be the the sous chef, per se. Right. That's that's so awesome. And it was interesting because I did a survey at the start of the school year to all the elementary and middle school students. We had over 1,500 respondents. And of those 1,500 kids, 78% said that they would like to learn how to cook. So I think that this is... Something that, you know, in our generation, we've become accustomed to fast food and food just being delivered to our doorstep. And so some of that cooking that we used to grow up with around our households doesn't happen anymore because families are super busy. And so this gives them an opportunity to venture out into a new area and take some of the skills that they're learning and take it home and do some stuff with their families. That's that's awesome. So when does that start or... Um, So the first set of sessions are running from October through winter break in December. And then the second sessions will pick up um, in January and they'll run through middle of March. And then the third set of sessions will run from March through uh, the, like the end of May. Um, And like I said, every city, as I'm calling them city, like hubs. So we've got our Palm Springs hub, our Cathedral City hub, and our Desert Hot Springs hub will receive all three of those opportunities. And the art is 
through MoxieBox. They have this phenomenal program where they package up the art supplies. We and have them on our yeah, show. They're yeah. amazing. And it's, it's such a great opportunity. The kids get to keep the supplies and then every school site is actually doing a different style of art and a different project. And so I'm hoping to partner with our local libraries and be able to um, display all of the art projects and do like a huge red carpet event so that the kids are, you know, be able to showcase their work for not just their family and friends, but also to allow the community to see all of the wonderful things that our kids are doing. Right. That's so cool. So, so that, so you're, you're kind of going to have three going at a time, three. We have those going. And then I've also partnered with a couple of other, other artists that are going to be working specifically at our middle school sites. Again, following that same hub format, um, specifically looking at drawing and painting because those were another two of the most wanted, um, opportunities Mm -hmm. across the, the different school sites. And then we've actually, um, put out an interest survey to all of our staff, certificated, classified, Anybody that has some talents that they'd like to share on their campuses with their kids, we've asked them to fill out an enrichment proposal. We've been getting them now. We've got chess going. We've got teachers that want to do sewing and crocheting. Um, we've got people that want to do you know different types of math activities. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. We were just going through them today, actually. Um, so, and those are things that they are going to get to do at their school sites and share with kids. And I think that that's really important because it's our own staff. Mm-hmm getting to build even stronger relationships with our kids. And we know that that's the one thing that kids really need in order to be successful in school is those relationships on campus. And there's a lot of talent out there that I don't think some of our students recognize our staff has. And so this is one more opportunity to build a bond with somebody and, and have somebody to go to. Right, for sure. So is this uh, are these programs, like how does it work? Like how do kids sign up for it? So with all of our hub programs, um, I've created flyers. They'll be posted through all of our social media platforms. And then you're actually going to be calling the Expanded Learning Office and we'll be signing you up because uh, obviously we only have a certain number of spots that we're able to offer and for each of these programs. And you're providing transportation for the kids too from so their home schools? the cooking and the art projects are done at the campuses. The dance oh, programs right, yes. are going to be at a, a communal location mm-hmm. because of staffing and because mm-hmm. of space. We're not providing transportation to them. That's hopefully maybe something we can do in the future. Um, but this year we're gonna hopefully be able to get the parents to help bring them. But that's another reason we wanted to do the hubs is so that we could find a central location. So Cathedral City Library has been fantastic. They're willing to let us partner with them. Um, and then Nickerson Rossi is we're gonna use their actual dance studio in Palm Springs when we get to that session for Palm Springs. Um, and then not just enrichment, but we're also doing intervention. We're partnering with varsity tutors. So it's an, uh, online program, you know, through zoom, but it's a one-on-one tutoring session. So, and you actually see a live person sitting in front of you. So for anybody that feels that there's, you know, child needs some extra support academically, if you give us a call, we're able to help sign you up and, and provide you with services in whatever subject area it is. And they are working with students from TK through 12th grade. So they partner you with a tutor who has experience in that grade level or that content area, so they're really great about that. And then we've also asked our staff, classified and certificated, anybody who's willing to do intervention at their school sites to let us know, and we're partnering with them to get that program up and running so that there's other opportunities on the campus as well for supports. That's so great. And so um, is this like, okay, so you you said there's limited capacity, obviously, Mm -hmm. for the hub programs, but in general, like it, well, let me ask you this. We've had ACEs for 
probably been 12, 15 years or since Arnold was in, sure. was in office. That was one of his claims to fame. <laughs> and, um, Oh, do, do we still have ACES? So ACES is, looks a little different for us now. We actually are partnering with a company called Think Together. Right. Um, they're in 40 districts in California. Mm-hmm. Um, the CEO, Randy Barth, actually has a home out here in the Valley, and that's why it was really important for him to try and build a partnership with us. Um, he's invested in our community and wanted our students to have positive experiences. So we do have programs running at every school site, um, TK or middle schools and elementary schools. This year, we were fortunate enough because of the expanded learning opportunity funding, we've added on programming for uh, TK and kindergarten students as well at each of the elementary sites. And then with the shift in schedules for the middle schools, we've been able to offer a before school program at all of the middle school campuses. Oh, wow. But that's a little different in that that's like kind of uh, more structured, like you do now or this and mm-hmm. now or that and snack and they do right so it's not like you wouldn't you know you're gonna play a sport and you're gonna get help with your homework and you're it's it's not the 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 expanded learning opportunities are more concentrated on specific they are we're looking honestly with the expanded learning opportunities we're really trying to partner with with people in our own community to provide new experiences for our kids. So we know after school programs have always, you know, they're there and kids go to them, but we really wanted to give our kids something different, um, different exposure to, to different things. So Think Together has been awesome in that they can provide some of that after school care and they do provide homework support, but these enrichment programs further support everything else that we're doing. Something for everyone. So Amber, what um, what kind of response have you gotten so far from staff, from our families? I don't know if you, well, you, you do have feedback from kids because you surveyed them. We do. So, what, so overall, how are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling good. I was a little bit nervous to start the year because being in a new position, um, and this is all new money, so there's not, it's not like any district has the, the answer to everything. Um, this is all new for all of us. And so we really wanted to make sure that what we were doing was reaching all of our kids and giving them opportunities in ways that we haven't been able to do before. Um, in October, we did our first uh, enrichment day, as we're calling them, and so that was October 17th, our non-student day, and we had the opportunity to take the kids to Mary Pickford, and we watched a movie together, and then they came back to the school sites, and we partnered with Think Together, and they got to do some hands-on enrichment activities. So it's just getting, you know, giving those exposures as well. We're hoping to do a couple of days in November during Thanksgiving break. So for families that you know don't necessarily have childcare or they don't want their kids just sitting at home with nothing yeah. to do, this is another great opportunity for them to still be at school, still having some of those learning experiences, but really being able to socialize with some peers. Um, and doing activities, whether it's going to the Air Museum or possibly going to Boomers, just giving them all of those different opportunities. So the feedback has been good. We had almost a thousand kids that signed up for our October day. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. yeah. And, and truth be told, it hasn't happened yet because yeah. we, we do record in advance, but that's phenomenal. It is. And we called all the families. We reached out to anybody that had expressed interest and we still have almost 750 kids wow. that are still interested in coming. So um, I think that there's a need, and I think that we have kids that want these opportunities too. You know, some kids don't want to sit at home. I grew up as an only child, so I know what it's like to be at home for weeks at a time by yourself. Um, and I especially wish... after what these kids have right. been through for for 
you know, the better part of two years. Sure. Um, they, they've been there and done that. Like, yeah. you know, been on the computer for, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I really think that, <laughs> and not that I have young kids, they're grown, but I would think that, um, what was becoming an issue with, you couldn't get kids off of a right. computer because they just, you know, drawn to it and all that, that that's probably changed. And now they're ready to, you know, actually interact with people again and do, do some, some hands-on yeah. And I think that those are the experiences that we're hoping to provide because some some kids are having a challenging time with being around large groups of kids and, yeah. and following rules and expectations, quite honestly. Sure. So again, these all of these opportunities give them op- chances at more structure mm-hmm. and really learning how to integrate with society. And, and having fun at the same time. Yeah, and just being kind to one another because we mm-hmm. need more of that in the world. So it's learning how to work together, which is important. So... Pretty much every school district in the state is providing some kind of programs. I think a good majority of them are. Um, The funding really targets your Title I population, so students who are economically disadvantaged Mm -hmm. and looking at some of your subgroups. So depending on your demographics in your district, some places got more money, some places got less money. So. What I guess I was getting at is all three of our school districts have... Uh, the population that uh, will get yes. get the funding for these kind of programs. So, are you having a difficult time, like you know, competing with the other two districts to get the providers? There's definitely some challenges. I mean, I've been fortunate enough this year that Moxie, Nickerson, Rossi, and then this lift enrichment for the cooking has been very accommodating. Um, so I haven't experienced a ton yet. I do think that when when this picks up and everybody kind of gets systems in place and yeah. we really start moving forward, that there may be some some stretches. Because as in all of America right now, there's sh- staffing shortages. Right. And so that also presents a problem. There's just not enough people to fill some of these positions. Are these programs every day or just a couple times a week or what? Uh, It's a mixture. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking at cooking, they're getting it once a week. They're doing six-week cycles. Um, We have a TK2 group. We have a 3-5 group. We have a 6-8 group. If you're thinking about the dance program, they're doing an hour once a week. There's a TK2 group, a 3-5 group, and a 6-8 group. And then the art program is also once a week for an hour. Um, some of the, the teacher and staff-led enrichment programs are varying. So there's you know teachers who want to do five days a week for 30 minutes before school starts. There's some that have asked if they could do an hour a couple times a week. So we're really letting the teachers have that flexibility. Um, what we've been asking them is just giving multiple kids the opportunity. So really setting aside maybe like eight weeks for a session and then switching your groups of kids so that we can offer that opportunity to as many as possible. That's great. And well, an opportunity for the teachers to make a couple extra bucks and provide, you know, something that, that they enjoy. Yes. And, and, and I think that's important too, because after having been through the pandemic and everything, um, I think it's important that teachers have, they have need the, the time because that kind of is their own mental health exactly. too, is getting right. able to do things that, you know, beyond teaching and what they're passionate about on a day-to-day, they get to do this other opportunity that they get to share with their students. That's so cool. Um, so one of the questions I have for you was, um, this is a new position. Mm-hmm. You were the principal, uh, you were principal for 
seven, seven years. years, a teacher for six years, eight, eight years yeah. before that. So what made you decide to apply for this position? Well, I will tell you it was not an easy choice. Yeah, because um, you're not with kids every day. I'm not with kids every day, and I'm not with my what I consider my family. So Cabot Yerkes became my family mm. over seven years. Um, and as I have shared with a lot of people, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have kids of my own. So I go home to an empty house. And so going to work every day at Cabot York, so that was my pride and joy. And that was, you know, what brought a lot of positivity to my life and being able to be around my staff and my students and my families. I mean, it's, it's, it was a huge piece of me. So it was a hard decision whether or not to even apply. Um, but the one thing that really drew me to the position is I want kids to have more experiences. And I see the kids in our valley some of them have never been past the windmills. And I think that oftentimes that sells our kids short from really seeing what the world has to offer. And so this position to me was was exactly that, giving kids finally the chance that they deserve to go out and see the beach, to see the mountains. I'm gonna, I'm gonna chime in here though, because uh-huh. that's very true. <laughs> it happens not to be true for most of your kids over at Cabot York. So that is true. You took them on college trips. We did. In- what fourth and fifth grade third, third fourth, fourth and, and fifth, fifth grade yeah. like i that just was yeah and last time you're on the show which has been a few years mm-hmm. that we talked about that because i would just like you don't see that yeah and so that that's you got it in you so i think you're i'm excited because yeah. i think that there's so many opportunities and i'm i'm grateful that newsom is recognizing the fact that our kids need these experiences and they deserve it and so now there's money to do it because at a school site you have a limited budget and sure. so you're really trying to do the most that you can with what you have and so in my position i get the fortunate job of being able to actually follow through and be able to do these things that everybody wants to do so all of our opportunities will be outside of the school day so we're not missing instructional time it's not interfering with academic pieces it'll either be on days off or it'll be on the weekends um you know it, it and i'll get an opportunity to run all of the summer programs as well for middle schools and elementary schools so i'm excited to just give the kids different opportunities that's really great and uh probably the next time you're on the show or maybe two times after i'll have to call you doctor i think maybe yes hopefully uh, <laughs> yeah so you're, you're busy busy because you're, yeah. you're not only doing this job which is you know I mean, I don't know if there are people who are busier than principals because you just go in a zillion different directions. So it's not, this job is more focused on, yes. you know, the end goal and like, you know, you know what you, you probably are meeting with a bunch of people and then there's all the scheduling and trying to accommodate, uh-huh. you know, locations and times and all that. And that's challenging. Um, but a principal is just all day, every day and never probably like 40 different you know, tasks in a day that just are all totally different. But on top of what you're doing now, you're also in pursuit of your doctorate. How long? Um, I I just completed my first year in May. So I've, I've jumped into my second year and, um, I'm excited. I'm actually looking at, um, kind of preschool enrollment for our low income African-American families. Wow. And what are some of the barriers that they're facing when enrolling in preschool? Because, and all the research will show you that preschool is an important piece. It gives the kids such a great foundation before they jump into public education and elementary school and all of that. And all of the data that's out there that if you're reading by third grade, how much better off you're going to be in the long run in terms right. of 
academic success and, you know, staying out of legal troubles and things mm-hmm. like that. So I want to, my, my goal in looking at this is how can we better help our families and our communities? Um, what can we do better in order to make sure that our families know that we have preschool programs at all of our sites? So how can we be better to support them, not just here in Palm Springs Unified, but across our valley, across the state? Because if you look at the data, um, statistically, across the state of California, only about 50% of low-income African-American families are attending preschool. And I think that that's, that's a concern. So I think there's something we are not doing right that we need to be better about. Well, I ha- I'm confident that you'll, you'll find the answers. Thank you. I hope that. I can find some of them, and I hope we can make some adjustments to you know, continue to, to build a better district for our families and um, you know, do more for our kids because they deserve everything. So what's your goal in your current position? Goals. Um, this first year is really just about getting systems in place mm-hmm. and understanding all of the different logistical components that come into this. I'm used to running one school site and I can walk down a hallway and ask a teacher if they want to run a program. And now mm-hmm. I'm operating out of 21 school sites with a lot of teachers that I don't have the pleasure of working with. And so it's really for me about trying to figure out how do we, how do we get the most to all of our campuses um, and just building, building systems that will help us al- across the long run um, finding companies that want to partner with us and making sure that they know how great our kids are around here and that they want to give us more. And and know. I know at least with uh, having Barbara Anglin and some of her artists and residents, at least we yes. have those, some of those connections She's already. been a huge help. I've, I've already met with five of them. Um, two of them I've already got started. They're going to be at the middle schools. Two of the ladies that I met with are going to help us run our programs in January. So... Again, it's it's all of this local talent that sitting at, at a desk, you don't know that these things even exist. Exactly. So it's been right. phenomenal to work with Barbara and also with Michael. We're hoping to grow the MTU program and be able to get it into some of our we winter David programs. On. Yeah, and, and David, David. Was on, David was on at the end of, um, end of October, oh, good. middle of October. And yeah, he, will, he was excited about that. Yeah, so, it, yeah. It, again, it's, I, as I have said to a lot of people, if a kid signs up for a program and they decide they absolutely hate it, that's okay. That's good. Because it gives them an opportunity to have tried it and decided, right. like, oh, this isn't something I want to do in the future. The earlier you find that out, the better off you 100%. are. 100%. You know, a lot of, you know, you know what happens. There's a lot of kids that they spend four years in college and they yeah. go get a master's and then they, they end up like, I don't know, I don't yeah. want to in do this. In a completely this. different and, field. You know, that's okay. <laughs> but if you, can, if you can try to figure some mm-hmm. of that out, earlier all the better and i also be more focused i think that some of the not some i think a lot of the programs that we're going to be able to offer over through this program are also ways that kids can deal with their own mental well-being so it's giving them an outlet whether that be through dance or whether that be through cooking or playing chess it's giving them an opportunity for some from self-care um which is needed right now Absolutely. So, um, one more question, two more questions. Uh, is your, is your end goal to be a superintendent? I don't know that I've ever had the goal to be superintendent. Quite honestly, I, I didn't think I was going to be a principal as early in my career as I was. Um, I didn't see myself leaving the district, leaving a school site to be at the district office. Um, I have aspirations quite honestly to be in a credential program and running a credential program because I love student teachers and I love 
seeing the passion that n- new educators have. And so maybe my, my pathway great. will take me there someday. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll take me into other positions in a district office, but I know I want to be in education. My, I will forever be a teacher. That's, that's where my heart and lies. And that's my last question. What's the legacy that you want to leave at the end of your career, which is like 100 years from now? <laughs> it feels like it'll be 100 <laughs> years, although these, these 15 years have gone I, fast. Um, I just want people to to know that I was there for their kids and that they knew that they could come to me and that I would help them find an answer, regardless of what it was. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough at Catherine Finchie and at Cabot Yerksa to work with incredible families. And, you know, it, not everything is perfect. And, and I appreciated all of them through the good times and the bad times, like just being able to work collaboratively. And, and I want to see that for, for more families. I want them to trust us as educational partners and make sure that, you know, they have what they need. Well, we are, all of us in Palm Springs Unified, your past students, your future students who are going to benefit from expanded learning and uh, you're just an integral, integral part of our family. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the opportunity. Have you back, Dr. DeBee. Yes, most definitely. 2024. I, absolutely. <laughs> a new podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Miss Cynthia. And we'll see you next week.